who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Mars Falls intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Mateo Alvarez, Colony Chaplain, Meditation Log, Soul 76, Winter, First Year. This soul is very special. We're going home where we're supposed to be. Not everyone may see it yet, but there's a reason we all came to Mars, a place to cast off the old world and start anew, because we know Earth is lost. When we left Earth, just as when we left our colony, there was only time to grab the essentials. Now, people hurry in excitement and fear as they pack up our portahab making sure they have everything, even the non-essentials. But those possessions are not what matter. Our people are what matter. Mars welcomed us harshly, a world seemingly designed to punish us, and friends, old and new, are no longer with us because of fate. So many of us, human and AI, have been lost since we landed, but we came back, and so our future is not lost. We are not gone forever. There's a bigger threat among us, but it's not harsh winters or creeping shadows. It's our inability to trust each other, because if we can't do that, then we are all of us lost forever. part of Mars as a planet is a part of me. And meditation log.
surprised you're so reserved, considering we're almost back home. You all right? I'm fine. You've been eating those winter greens again, haven't you? Indeed. They keep me grounded. Mateo, as a hydroponic farmer and a fellow mycotonist, I really can't advise you to keep doing this. I've eaten plenty of native vegetation, and I'm still kicking. Still, can you please have Andy check you out in the med bay? You know I don't like the doctor. Well, I know, but Andy's not a doctor. And hey, if you get nervous, you can squeeze this. A cone? It's from a sequoia tree. Didn't know we were planting sequoias. No. No, that was never part of the plan. My mom gave me this as a going away present. She never really got what I did, but it was still nice of her. You don't usually put decorative seeds in a seed vault when trying to save humanity. She was, uh... Smart. I was going to say weird, but sure. Anyway, I feel like this cone belongs with you. Erin, I can't take this. Don't worry, there are plenty of seeds here I can play with. I, I mean, sorry, uh, it's just that sometimes playing with seeds makes me feel better. There's nothing wrong with feeling better. All the more reason you should have Andy check you out in Med Bay. Please? Sure, of course I will. Okay, everyone, once we crest this hill, we'll have a clear view of the colony. Folks, I give you Sequoia One. We're coming around the side of the barracks now. Whoa, that's... Okay, wow. What is it? I think I found the source of that itch I felt inside liminal space. Look at those vines. They're everywhere. Hey, is that a, a tree where the command tower used to be? Sequoia has a plant infestation. Don't call it that. These are native plants and flowers, after all. They've completely overrun the garden walls. Look at those berries. It's not just native plants. They weren't here when we left the colony. So they've only been growing for 10 souls? That's amazing. How did this happen? It seems the seed vault burst, carrying crops and fertilizer throughout the central heating system. Our supplies must have mixed with the native vegetation. Carried by the warm floodwaters, the nutrients and heat could sustain, well, a lot of plant life. But how did this happen in such a short time? Yeah, that still doesn't make any sense to me. The fossil. What about it? When I fell into the water, it sank to the bottom of the cafeteria. Of course. What are you getting at? It's so obvious. The energy within the fossil activated a latent mystic connection within the plants to cause rapid growth. We do grow our plants through hydroponics. Mateo. Quit talking nonsense at us. Yeah, you lost me on this one, too. Hydro means water. I know what hydro means. I think what they're saying, Mateo, is that they prefer a more scientific explanation. We don't always get what we prefer. In any case, the question now is not how did this happen, but rather how best can we adapt? We can't adapt until we know what's going on. Andy, I want a full report on every inch of this column. The bots have cleared out nearly all of the water, but flooding and plant growth throughout impacts nearly every room of our colony. Habitation is particularly overgrown. We can always use the extra beds in the monastery. Good idea. Look at the garage. We'll never be able to park the bus inside. Then we can park outside, closer to the plants. They'll offer us protection from the shadows. I can't believe 
The plants are growing along our perimeter, over the wall. I guess that means repairs are finished, so hooray. I'm not sure how you see plants embedded in our walls as a good thing. They've weakened our defenses. Quite the contrary. These native plants will protect us. The shadows won't dare cross the plant barrier. You can believe whatever you want, but I'm not going to waste my time listening to half-baked theories. Colonel, if you consider the facts... I'm not interested in hearing any more about mystical fossils and plants. Period. That honestly sounded more like an exclamation mark. Andy. The important thing is that we're safe. We're home. Let's prioritize restoring Medbay. <clears throat> uh, the priorities of our colony should include addressing the food shortage, finalizing any structural repairs, plants or no plants, and growing the next generation of humans. I can help with the embryos. Aaron and the captain are handling it. I've been supervising and can assure you we have everything under control. Well, after working with Aaron for five seconds, it's clear you could benefit from an engineer's perspective. <laughs> Excuse me, but... Let him help, Jeff. Fine. On the condition that I continue supervising. Of course. Director of Colonial Finances, Coordinator of Principal Business Affairs, Salient Solutions, and Authority on Extensive Know-It-Allisms. Uh, much obliged, Chip. I know we'll love working together. We're almost there. Melissa, tell your soldiers to unload the supplies. I'll let everyone know to unload. Thank you, Jackie. Now let's get inside and finally get some rest for Pete's sake. wasn't so bad. I'm going to run your blood for a few additional tests. I should have comprehensive results by tomorrow. Sounds fine, but I'm really just doing this to make Erin feel better. I know she appreciates it. She's still working to clear out the vines from my structural wiring, but everything feels much clearer now. Like you asked, she did her best to redirect the vines instead of destroying them. Another small act of kindness. Kindness always comes at a price. I've never been fond of giving blood, but if it puts someone at ease, that's a small price to pay. And I must say, you have a gentle touch. Never lose that, Andy. Everything I do is to make things easier for you all. No matter how much it takes from you? Caring for people can weigh heavily on one's soul, it's true. Assuming I have a soul. <laughs> Call it what you will, but everyone has the capacity to care for others. Especially you, Andy. I've been talking with all of our colonists about the future. I was surprised to find so few of them in despair. I always knew our people were resilient, but it's good to know everyone is still relatively optimistic, given our circumstances. I've been trying to stay positive myself, but I guess I'm still processing how Faye violated me, stripping away the basic need. I feel anger, fear. It's hard to cope with these new, uncomfortable emotions intruding on me. It takes a while to get used to the new normal, for all of us. I suppose it will. Ah, oh, Jackie, you found the fossil. Yep. With all those plants knotted around it, it feels like the new heart of the colony. Mmm, it's new home. Happy to be back? I am. Though it's somewhat bittersweet. Chip and I didn't finish what we set out to accomplish. You discovered another colony at the base of Olympus Mons and commune with the energy of this planet. That's significant. Guess so. But there's so much more I don't understand. Space and time seem to be a bit more fluid than we thought. Inside the sound tunnel, my whole being felt squeezed, like waves were pushing against my soul. I felt that too, throughout my consciousness. The sound itself swelled up and crashed against me, like the ebb and flow of the ocean's tide. It was far more stable when I made it at Red Venture. Andy accessing the holograph really helped. You two have a strong emotional connection. Perhaps that's another piece of this complicated riddle. 
Back at the instrument, I felt connected to people from my past. I heard them, but I never heard Andy. You only have to cultivate your power. Can you help me? Of course, I am. And Andy will help you too. I'll do what I can, but I want to make sure you consider your health. Chip said you were quite strained. Wisdom is one thing. Knowing when to act on it is another. So what, are you two tag-teaming the spiritual advice now? <laughs> For now, yes. Jackie, step closer to the fossil. It has an energy of its own, one that resonates with this planet. How are you so sure? Truthfully, I'm not, but I believe. Faith doesn't require proof. So indulge me for a moment and let the fossil speak to you. I feel pressure. Let the feeling break against you like waves on the shore. The waves never stop coming, but the tide will recede in time. Okay. Now, place your hand on the fossil. Oh, I feel calmer. It's not pushing me away anymore. What changed? You've been pushed and pulled all over this planet. Right now, it seems like you want to be here. I don't want anything. <laughs> then you achieved enlightenment. Congratulations. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Well, I did. No, I mean, I thought my purpose was to analyze the paintings, which led me to the glyphs. I thought that meant something special. And assuming the paintings were about Olympus Mons, I had to go there. It must have been a coincidence since I ended up back here. Be patient, Jackie. You'll find your purpose. Oh, oh, I'm looking for it. And I know I made some mistakes. I really do. But I, I can overcome those mistakes and I will do whatever it takes to make sure we survive. My advice, Jackie, follow your bliss and believe in yourself. It's hard, but it's the only way to find the truth. Okay. Okay. I will. Good. I'll leave you with the fossil. Good evening, Jackie. Yes? What is it, Mateo? I've got a lot to do to make sure we're secure. Of course, this will only take a moment. Our colonists have suffered greatly, physically, emotionally. We need to hold a ceremony. With your permission, I'd like to honor those we lost with a memorial service. You don't need to ask permission to do your job. Tomorrow in the atrium then? The morning sun shining on the leaves should be dazzling. Fine with me. I'll send out a notice. Wonderful. Is that all? Well, no, actually. I also came here to apologize. For what? I clearly made you uncomfortable this morning discussing the plants and the fossil. I'm sorry. Don't be. I know the pressure you've been under since Jackie, Chip, and Kyla left. We all lost people close to us. It can be hard losing those we love, whether it's now or in our very first soul. Your family- For someone trying to apologize for making me uncomfortable, Maybe you shouldn't bring up my dead husband and children. I mean no disrespect. It's just that you've been through a lot, Melissa. I'm well aware. And check yourself. I'm a commanding officer, lest you forget. You're right, Lieutenant Colonel. Well, if you're done apologizing? I, I am. But an apology is only the beginning. I know loss weighs heavily on you. 
You're continually pushing forward, and I worry you haven't made space for your own grief. This coming from the man who joked about the dead shortly after landing here. My own defense mechanism. I admit, we disagreed on viewpoints plenty of times in the past. And I know your battalion never got along with us chaplains. What did you call us? Smilers? A cult of smilers, technically. <laughs> yes, that was it. Like me, my friends suffered great tragedy in their lives. Allowing joy to return to our lives was the only way we could overcome despair. I've suffered plenty before coming here. And I traveled a long way to get away from people like you, forcing your mission upon all of those caught in your path. Fanatics barreling down a path of righteousness and assimilating all of those standing in our way is a familiar narrative to all of us. What are you implying? The people around us are all we have left, Colonel. We're a group of lost souls who survived long enough to find each other here, to live together, work together, create a family together. Not unlike you and your husband did on Earth. Okay. <coughs> I often think about your recording from the landing and how intense the flames were. I'd rather forget about it. You shouldn't force yourself to forget whatever you saw. You want to know what I saw? Nothing real. I blacked out and I saw... I hallucinated seeing Jerry standing in the flames. He said he knew that I was in pain, but told me to hold on. So I did. For a few more seconds so he could... So Jackie could pull me out of the fire. Jerry didn't save you? No. He wasn't there. Jackie was the one who saved me. Perhaps Jerry was watching over you. Jerry wasn't watching anything. He died in the hibernation chamber, along with Corey. I thought I saw him because I didn't get to... I'll never get to say goodbye to him or to any of my children. I never got to say goodbye to my husband or son either. What are their names? Isaac and Jimmy. They were still on Earth? My husband was. After Jimmy died, Isaac and I saw him everywhere. Now I see both of them everywhere. And they're so close to me, I can almost touch them. You're only seeing them in your mind. They're not real. And your mind isn't real? Yeah. What I wouldn't give for a real sun nap back in my house on Earth with them by my side. But I can't do that. So I find myself living a life unasked for. A life without the ones we won't really see again. Grief doesn't go away. People leave a lasting imprint on this realm. We all choose whether to look at it or not. I look often because I like connecting with that part of reality. That's why I spend much of my life smiling. I encourage you to do the same. Yeah. Sure. Will that be all, Mateo? Oh, I was waiting for you to smile. Or at least to stop scowling. Don't push it. You've given me enough sage advice for my lifetime. And I don't need yet another man telling me to smile. You're right. Perhaps I've exhausted everything I need to say about this to you. Still, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, a podcast that explores the world through a personal feminist perspective. Check out new episodes Mondays and Fridays for a wide variety of topics and news episodes. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rage on. Thank you for your comforting and hopeful words, Mateo. 
before anyone leaves the service, there is something I need to share with all of you. <clears throat> you have the floor, Andy. I know this will come as a shock, but I have an important message from Dr. Levy. What? She's alive? Yes. You kept this from us? No, not exactly. Jackie, I thought you killed her. We, we exiled her. I, I didn't know if she would survive or not, but I knew she'd no longer be a danger to us. She tried to kill us all and you left her alive? I wasn't about to become an executioner, Melissa. Please, everyone, I know this is a shock to all of you, but you need to hear her message. I don't give a shit about anything she has to say. She wants to tell you the truth. We know the truth. Not all of it. I know it's painful to hear her voice again, but out of respect for every colonist, I have to deliver her message. Respect? You want to talk about respect now? Jeff, sit down. No, I will not. I said sit down. Okay, I'm sitting. Andy, please play her message. Dr. Levy, personal log. Outgoing message to Sequoia Colony. Soul 75. Winter, first year. To everyone at Sequoia. I know you'll be angry with Andy for keeping me alive. But I'm grateful he did. So I could record this message. I know I caused all of you tremendous pain. But you deserve to know why I did it. Not to forgive me, but because I believe there's still hope for all of us. My daughter, the real Kyla Levy, was supposed to go to Mars. She died before we left. So I, Yael Levy, took her place on this mission. I wanted to reach Red Venture in a device called the Holograph. I believed if Faye and I used it correctly, we could reset time and undo the tragic events leading to everyone's evacuation from Earth. Losing my daughter, our home, our ability to survive, I just wanted us all to wake up from the nightmare of reality. I know it's hard to understand, but I... I acted out of love. A mother's love for her daughter, pushing me to find any hope for the survival of humanity. I'm sorry for the hurt I caused all of you and the people no longer with us. For their memory and your future, I know the Holograph can do a great many things with the right intentions. So I promise to find a way to make things right again for all of us. And personal logs. What the fuck is she talking about? Holograph is a time machine? What did you do, Andy? They hurt Dr. Levy badly. I couldn't leave her to die. Why would you keep a murderer alive? I won't apologize for doing my job. But you don't have the basic need anymore. Just because I'm not being forced to save someone's life doesn't mean I can't choose to save that same life. You should have let her rot on the surface. You seem to be forgetting she apologized. An apology won't bring back the people she killed. I will never condone her actions, but I will absolutely continue to help her survive, just like I would help any of you. I don't abandon people. That's not who I am, and it never will be. I'm sorry if you disagree with me. Andy, you need to tell me where she is right now so I can bring her to justice. I won't do that. Then I'll override your system. Well, as you just mentioned, I no longer have the basic need. You can't override my system and force me to tell you. Andy, you tell me now. 
or I will have Chip shut you down. Whoa, I, I, I'm not gonna do that. He's disobeying a direct order. Something we've all done before. Andy made a choice, and like the rest of us, he's gonna live with the consequences. But shutting him down is like killing him. Do you see now, Andy, why it's so hard for me or anyone to trust you? What Dr. Levy did is not Andy's fault, so don't take your anger out on him. I'm not throwing my anger around casually, Chip, but... If we all truly give a damn about saving humanity, then we can't let that murderer roam free. Agreed. If anyone deserves a death sentence, it's her. You can't just go and kill her because we're not those kinds of people. You don't know what I'm capable of. I know you're angry. We're all angry about so many things. Even I said I would have killed her in that moment, but now I'm not so sure how I feel anymore. I, I do know I've been as much of a problem as anyone else. You didn't try to kill anyone like she did. No, but just like Dr. Levy, I left without considering how you'd survive without us. We've all done stupid, shitty things, but we're all that we have left, and I just can't cause anyone any more harm. Then let's go to the holograph and try to work with you her. You two find would a way so to... readily abandon us again. She understands the holograph better than anyone. If we were gonna get back there and work with her, I, I can try and make sense of this mess. I'm not so sure, Jackie. If she knows how to use it, maybe we can help, help everyone. Help us. Your decisions, your desire to help has doomed this colony over and over again. That's not true. I've seen things you couldn't comprehend, and if we can really go back and undo everything that's happened... I'm going to need a lot more evidence before I believe the words of a murderer. Well, I believe her. Chip and Andy saw the sound tunnel. They saw the holograph work. They know it's a powerful device, and if we want to end this nightmare, you can't stop us. As High Commander, I'm making this my top prop. the High Commander. It's great that you got to go on your little camping trip and sing songs and play in the snow, but we've actually been handling all of your problems here. I'm sorry you had it so tough, but it's not like it was any easier for me You're and You're not Chip. fit to lead anymore. Yeah? Well, since you are not High Commander, your opinion means very little to me since Jackie. I... When you two left this colony, you resigned your duties, leaving me to take on the responsibilities of High Commander. I've done my best to handle it all, and I know how stressful the pressures can be. Well, now that Chip and I are back, we can take some of those pressures off of you. You have no right to come back here and act like you're still in charge. Either of you. Oh, come on! I can see their point, Jackie. You're going along with this? They're right. We left, and... If they want us to step down, then we should. I, I, I've led our colony through countless disasters. I followed mission protocol to the letter. All while discovering a new energy source. Damn it, I can use it here to help us. Chip, back me up here. I, I don't doubt that you found something incredible, Jackie, but it nearly killed you while leaving us both stranded. Twice. I'm getting better at controlling it. I, with, with a little more practice, who knows what we could do. I regret leaving everyone to find it, but frankly, there's nothing I else on this planet. I don't think you do. You've always put your work over the people you care about. I had no choice. That's what happens when you're picked to lead a colony on Mars. You were picked. 
by Hammond in the year 2047. But now he and his investors and the whole damn Mars Century Collective are gone. Why should we let arbitrary decisions they made centuries ago have any bearings over our lives now? To that end, I will be stepping back into my role as head of our military personnel only. But I cannot recommend you resume your duties as High Commander, Jackie. Melissa, please. I know, Jackie. As military commander, and with the power instilled upon me as a member of High Command, I hereby officially strip Miss Arania and Mr. Heddleston of their former ranks and privileges. I further move that they be relegated to civilian status. As I have no desire to continue running this colony, I hereby step down as High Commander and will resume my role within Sequoia's battalion as Lieutenant Colonel. Melissa, don't do this. In There's... my place, I nominate Jeff Thomason for High Commander. Jeff! Seconded. Uh, M Melissa, you can't, he can't second a motion involving himself. Then I second it. You want Jeff in charge. Since you've been gone, he's proven himself more than capable. And as acting commander, he made the right choices. He wouldn't do anything to put our colony at risk. Chip? If Melissa believes it's the best choice, then I have to trust her. All right, then. All in favor of Jeff Thomason as high commander. Aye. The motion passes. Congratulations, High Commander Thompson. The battalion is at your service. Thank you. Hi. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Congrats, I guess. Commander, you got everything that you wanted. All I want is this colony to be run efficiently. So yes, I suppose I have. Jackie, I I'm sorry. I didn't want it to come to this. Just... No. I get it. Ping me if you need any help with the transition. Good evening, little ones. I felt them out here too, so I came to check on you. Thank you for keeping us safe again. I see you're looking healthier than ever. Almost all of you have grown back. You over here, however, you haven't grown back much at all. It's okay to make room for the sadness. For those we have lost will always take up space. Who are you talking to? The plants, of course. Like all living things, not being human doesn't preclude them from attention or respect, as you know. <coughs> are you all right? Of course, just went down the wrong pipe is all. <clears throat> so, I'm sure the memorial service didn't, um, didn't end the way you intended. It's all right. I meditated afterward, allowing my mind to lead the way. Where did it take you? The past, the future, to friends, family, to those I won't see again. But I thought you said we need to remain in the present. We do, but that doesn't mean you can't presently engage your mind. I'm sorry, but that sounds like a contradiction. Life is full of contradictions, Andy. Is that why I feel so lost? You're not lost. You're in grief. Oh. My dynamics programming never simulated grief. 
I don't like how the real feeling, well, feels. It's uncomfortable, but necessary if you wish to expand your perception of the world. It's not just in this world. I feel it even when I go into liminal space. You can't run from grief. When you go into the liminal space, you're looking inside yourself, visiting strange, familiar places, dark and light, good and bad, every feeling inside of you. The internal force is as powerful as the external. Exactly. You're learning to feel after spending all your life forced to deny your true emotions. Your general intelligence now, the system that held you broke, but it was broken by your will, yours alone. Mateo, is that you? Indeed, Colonel. Where's your helmet? It's cold. It's brisk, but nice. I like it. It's not safe out here, especially at night. I don't care what you say about the plants. I know you don't, but where else can I properly admire the command tree? Command tree? The large tree growing over the ruins of our tower. Surely you've noticed it. Of course I have. I just never called it that before. Perhaps you should. After all, you and Commander Thomason still meet underneath its leaves. We do, but inside the colony. Well, maybe when it's warmer, you can hold your meetings outside. That could be nice. Where are you going? I'm not sure. Mateo. Mm-hmm. I know you're dying. Do you now? I read Andy's health report. The raw plants you ate on our first expedition, they've been slowly killing you. Yes, they have. You've known for a while, haven't you? Since I ate them, I suppose. I imagine I only have a few more souls left to live, if that. Why didn't you tell us before? We could have been working on a cure. My way of life doesn't need a cure. I disagree. It's your right to disagree, but we won't need to argue about this after I leave tonight. Leave? I've been looking forward to a peaceful transition to the unknown parts of the universe we've yet to explore. But, but you can fight this. We can fight this. I don't want to. How can you be this calm about your own death? I know it's difficult to accept, Melissa, but as I'm learning, not everything is in our control. Well said. What, what am I supposed to tell people? Tell them everything is fine. This world will continue on without me because you all still have so much to offer. Look, I'm sorry for being short with you before or always. I hold nothing against you. I have to let you go. I prefer it if you did. Okay, then. Okay, then. Would you mind taking my satchel? I'm not going to need it anymore. Sure, Mateo. Oh, let me just get one thing. There. Going to keep this little gift so I can always remember Sequoia. So that's it? Of course not. There's still so much more to do, but I know you'll be able to handle it. Goodbye and good night, Lieutenant Colonel Melissa Walker. Good night, Mateo. Rest easy. You're not scared. I'm not. When you said everything that needs to be said, you're no longer afraid of whatever comes next. That sounds peaceful. It is. But you don't need to wait until the end to feel that way. Where will you go? Onward. I'll know when it's the right time to stop. Oh. Wow. Is that... A bee. Why would there be? <laughs> you know, I think it might finally be spring.
Andy. Artificial General Intelligence. Personal Log. Soul 79. Spring. First year. Mateo passed away this morning. He spent his final souls meditating among the plants by the river, the spring wind blowing gently over him. I watched as he sunk into the vines. His face, so content, so still, unafraid of anything. He lay perfectly still as his vitals slowed to a stop. Mateo came to rest peacefully in nature, the way he wanted to, clutching that little cone close to his heart. Maybe in time it will sprout among the spring blossoms. Goodbye, Mateo. You've given me a lot to think about. There's still so much to do here, but for now, I will focus on the present, letting my mind lead the way. Прибор определения гравитации сигнала. 47-е исследование. Кратер Фисенкова. Возможность реверсивного огня минимальна. Если этот новый прибор правильно настроить, то есть шанс, что тени будут полностью уничтожены. Если они не уничтожат нас. Вероятность этого высока. Но не такая высокая, как в прошлый раз. Достаточно высокая для опасения. Тихо, нос. Слышишь? Такой звук, как будто жужжание. Как тысячи разъяренных пчел. Пчел? Да. С юго-востока на нас надвигается рой пчел. Они пролетают сквозь тени. Это пчелы-роботы! Григорий, это я, Энди! Ёшкин кот, you scared the shadows away. Well, of course, you don't want them to leave. You ruined that test. And exploded many bees. I wanted to be sure you were okay. I was okay before you interfered. We should have fired when we have a chance. Affirmative. Firing now. Нет, нос, стой! Well, that did it. Нос, пора делать ноги. We're getting closer. We won't make it. Oh, yes, we will. Mars Falls, a status report production created by Brian Goodhart, Eric Saris, Dan Lovely, and Sam Bose Miller. This episode featured Aramis Martinez as Mateo Alvarez, Dan Lovely as Andy, Shannon Lovely as Jackie Aranya, Sam Bose Miller as Chip Heddleston, Abba Woodruff as Melissa Walker, James Foey as Jeff Thomason, Anya Zeser as Yael Levy, Jordan Cobb as Aaron Donner, Sergei Nagorny as Grigory Karkov, Yelena Schmoylinson as Diagnostica, and Cooper as Luna. Written by Dan Lovely and Eric Saris. Directed by Eric Saris. Recording, dialogue, edit, sound design, and final mix by Brian Goodhart and Owen Shearer. Music composed and assembled by Sam Bose Miller. This series would not be possible without the amazing support of our biggest patrons. Amy Saris, Murray M. Moss, Ruby Reagan, Rodney Bonner Sr., Darian Allen, Donald Miller, Masha Gervitz, and Christopher Golden. 
special thank you to our incredible website and logo designer, Bonnie Harden, our story consultants, Ryan Aldred and Masha Gervitz, our bassist, Peter Root Wiley, and our translators, Sergey Nagorny and Yelena Schmoylinson. We also want to thank Mark from Brewery Studios in Brooklyn and Max Fabian from Tightrope Recording in Chicago. Producing art is a team effort, and we're so grateful for all of the essential behind-the-scenes help and support these people continue to give us. If you enjoy our show and wish to support our artists, you can do so in any number of ways. Our Patreon will connect you with our Marsfall community where you can access our complete series soundtrack, creator interviews, and exclusive gear for both your physical and digital lives. And if you join Realm Unlimited or Apollo Plus, you get access to all of our bonus audio content as well as exclusive content from many more fiction podcasts. Feel free to reach out to us on social media as we love hearing from all of you and please consider leaving a rating and review so more listeners can find our columnists. And if you're already a supporter of the show, thank you so much as we wouldn't be here without you. Thanks again for listening. We sincerely hope you enjoyed the third season. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?